amazing. amazing. As Two Set would say. <laughs> I've been watching nice. so much Two Set lately. Nice. I don't know what it is. Oh, that makes me think of what we can do for our next episode. Is what? um, So you know how they're always hating on America's Got Talent, and we can talk about why America's Got Talent is, is the literal biased. worst. Yes, and is biased against real talent. Yes, okay. Let's do it. Now, Play some super obscure Bach thing. Oh, hold on. Let me grab my well-tempered clavier. That's right. Your well-tempered clavier. Okay, let me explain to you guys what Levi's grabbing. Levi's grabbing a book. That is, I'm sorry if you can hear the cliff bar in my mouth. Levi is grabbing a book that is the cornerstone of, not the cornerstone. Let me back up. Levi is grabbing a book that is one of the major foundational works of music in the Western European musical tradition, which is widely known as classical music, right? And The Well-Tempered Clavier, if I'm pronouncing that right, is a book that was written by Johann Sebastian Bach, where he wrote pieces of music for every single key that can be written for. I'm explaining what this book is, by the way. Oh, great. As so, you get ready. Oh, my hair's crazy as I put it on. Yeah. So, anyways. So this book has pieces of music, or like whole suites, dedicated to every single key. Because mm -hmm. when he wrote this, the way tuning was done wasn't like established yet. So everyone had different pitches for the note A or the note B, right? They all sounded different. But because of well-tempered tuning, uh -huh. that always evened out. And all of a sudden, you could play all these things in all these different octaves and it sounded good. So all of a sudden, an instrument like the piano sounds great. An orchestra uh -huh. can happen. Strings can play in tune with trumpets. Like so much happened because of this tuning system and this book Bach wrote is one of the main reasons it was accepted. Exactly. Yep. And um, I've got the Ortex edition here. Top quality. Ortex Top is down. like the gold standard of music exactly. editions for all you oh, plebs out there. I, so the reason it's the gold standard is <laughs> sorry, because... plebs. I'm sorry I insulted you listeners. Anyways, you patricians. <laughs> now that you know what Ortex is, you are patricians now. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh, we haven't talked about Rome yet. Dude, and that trend going around, how often do you think about Rome? I, I know, which is so true in my in my case. I it's true for me, not I don't think as much as it is for you, but mm. to an extent. So anyways, so anyways. um are you going to do our intro? Yes. I mean we've already had like a <laughs> we've already we, <laughs> Are you gonna play a prelude? I I am gonna play a prelude. Should I do a prelude and a fugue or part of a fugue? Ooh, so that we can some... talk about what a fugue is? Mm, we should. All right. So America's Got Talent is going to somehow come into this, but maybe we're just going to talk about Baroque music. Hey, and then we can just end by bashing America's Got Talent. <laughs> That's right. And saying, <laughs> this is good music, and this is the height of, or one of the heights of human achievement in music. And America's Got Talent, because of its format, cannot present this well. Exactly. Anyway. So this is the prelude and fugue in C minor. Um, this is the very first prelude and fugue I ever learned. My first ever real Bach piece in high school. This was when it was my senior year, and I went to a, a for the first time in my life like a real professional pianist for a teacher. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to be a music major. And he was like, 
Well, you got All right. some box, man. <laughs> well, you've got a long way to go. So this is oh, my isn't that the most scary thing? Yes. I had that moment too when I had a lesson from Dr. Leonovich and he was like, dude, <laughs> your cello playing sucks. <laughs> he would never even say that, but Well, that was my piano playing. And yeah. honestly, that piano teacher was a saint and he he worked so hard to get me where <laughs> so I could be a music major. <laughs> That's awesome. Because it was not good. That's great. All right. Well, so here's the prelude. And yes. then we'll talk about fugues. Yes. Okay. Am I supposed I'll to just do an do intro? Or are you just playing? I don't know. Are we are we past the intro now? I think we're past the intro. The intro was what is the well-tempered clavier. Clavier. Yeah. Okay. So serenade us, Levi. All right. I'll just play part of it. Okay. Welcome to NPR Classic. Not a sponsor. Going to skip to the cadenza, which is the best He's, part. Yes, cadenza. Oops, here we go. Ah, it's been so long. very nice yes yes all right so that was the prelude there's a prelude now uh as a composition major would you like to explain what a fugue is oh boy okay is this what we want to talk about (laughs) okay yes okay so counterpoint was the class i struggled in probably the most oh aside from fear and paralysis yeah yeah um okay so a fugue is is a musical form you can think of it like a like a form of a poem Right, mm-hmm. it's a structure that composer puts upon him or herself as they write a piece of music, and a fugue revolves around your primary subject, which is introduced in a certain way, in a certain mm-hmm. number of voices. So it could be a two-voice fugue, which means that really two notes are being played at the same time, and never more than that. So you would hear bum bum bum. And then in the right hand, basically. And then you'd hear mm-hmm. bum, bum, bum in the left hand. And then there's kind of this dialogue that happens because you have what's called, I don't know the correct term, but I'm going to call it the counter subject or something mm-hmm. like that, that yeah. complements the subject. And then after it's introduced in a certain way, the composer will then go about basically saying, hey, here's all the things you can do with this super cool melody that I have. And then they have to end a certain way. I can't really remember how they have to end. But what is really cool that makes it really easy to follow if you know what you're listening for is if the composer was really strict, the the 
the theme, the melody, is given in the outer voice every time as it's mm-hmm. introduced. So, which means it's really easy to hear. So, like, if you've done choir, it means the altos would sing it, then the tenors would sing it, then the sopranos would sing it, and then the basses would sing it. So it's very easy to hear, and then basically it's like a game of how many times can you hear it come back in different mm-hmm. forms throughout the piece. Right. So I'm actually going to play an organ for you because I've been practicing for an organ recital and I'll be able to play it a lot better. Nice. Yeah, so fugues fugues are a, a huge big deal because um, they're, the, they're one of the ways that um, the classical composers developed in the idea of like theme and variation, basically. Um, and so all this music Levi is playing is the main reason you have those super repetitive pop chord progressions that you know of today but anyways yes continue so this this was written for an organ but at the time of box writing organs and clavichords and um harpsichords were a lot more similar to play than they Mm -hmm. are today um could you hear it okay yeah okay so here's the subject of the fugue comes in in what would be like the tenor voice. Mm-hmm. already came in in the alto and now it's yep. soprano. into like the secondary theme. And there's the, it's, we have the main theme back in the, the tenor alto. So. keeps going on in that way now so basically like if you're listening to that in that recording or another recording basically just keep listening for and then you're like oh that's what i should listen to and the reason Uh why it's so cool is how how many voices is in that fugue is it four um in this fugue it's um well it's really five but the pedal the pedal comes in later okay um so because it's for the organ but most of it it's four it's a four voice yeah so, like, if you guys can just imagine how hard it... How, so, someone who's really good at playing a fugue, and Levi was singing them, 
you know, and if you go listen to Glenn Gould, you know, he's singing, yeah, right. he's, he's always singing whatever it's the subject amazing. is when it comes in. And a really good player will be able to, in the midst of playing four other parts, bring out the, the important bit, the subject on whatever finger, you know? Yes. So they're managing four other parts and bringing out the main theme. Like the amount of control that is required to have all of your other fingers be playing at a lower volume or in a different way than the finger that has the theme is just obnoxious. The amount of coordination <laughs> yeah, I, for that. Well, if, if I can get even a little more niche. So obviously piano is touch, touch sensitive, right? So well, you organ can, isn't. The well, organ oh, isn't. How do you do that? It's all rhythm and timing and releases and... Um, like this, the way that you approach a note. So what I love about playing the organ and sorry if this is really off topic, but, um, this is the culture swine. So the organ <laughs> is, is culture people. If you guys don't yes. know, the organ was the most complicated piece of machinery on the planet until the industrial revolution. And mm -hmm. it was made for music, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And I mean, this, wow. My brain is just going rabbit trail after rabbit trail. But it was used in churches because it was the only thing big enough and loud enough to like lead fill the church. Like, to fill the church. Like harpsichords were not loud enough. I mean, if you could have a whole orchestra, but who's who can afford a whole orchestra every Sunday? Yeah. Unless you're, you know, Bach or something. And if you guys but, just like another random side note, if you guys want to know how like organs are contemporary to today. Mm -hmm. So um, which this isn't like super duper contemporary, but like, you know, before they knew how to sync sound and video together and film, the music would be performed live. And these special types of organs were created because you can get a lot of sounds from different organs. Mm -hmm. And so these special like theater organs were created to accompany movies. And so they expanded the technology of having a, a console where you would play all the organ pipes that are, you know, like tens of feet away or hundreds of feet away, so mm -hmm. that the person at the console could play an organ, a marimba, and a slide whistle, and a pair of cymbals all at the same time while sitting down at the keyboard. Because then you don't right. only have to pay one musician instead of a whole orchestra. Exactly, exactly. So, so anyways, continue. Um, oh yes, but with organ, it revolutionized the way that I approached rhythm and... Um, so, I mean, we think of rhythms as like quarter notes and half notes and stuff like that, but the space between the notes is just as important. And obviously we've got like staccato and slurs and things like that that tell you things. But you're but, not talking um, about rests. You're talking no, about I'm, the transition from one legato note to the next legato note. Exactly. And so my organ teacher is was fantastic. I, I mean, I go to church with him and... Um, He's, he's an amazing organist and, um, he helped me think about, so like, um, I, in this fugue, there are a lot of 16th notes running together. And so, um, it, it just goes on and on for a long time. Like, uh, and if you're just playing boringly, it'll just become a whole long string. There's no dynamic changes written in there. There's no articulation changes written in there. Um, it just goes on forever and ever. But, and then on the organ, like, like if I were playing this on the piano, I would probably make beat one and beat three 
the first note a little bit stronger so you yeah. can continue to feel the but you don't have that on the organ no. all you have is putting space in front of important notes so i'm going to so when i play this i want to go so if uh one two I don't know if you can oh hear there's a little that break. Almost da, 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 like a, da, 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 like a what, what what are those meters called? It almost gives it the quality of like a 7 8. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Like that's so cool. Like it almost feels like a beat is missing, but mm -hmm. it's not. Like it's but still it's not. Wow, that makes it like really fun. Wow. Exactly. Well, and then for organ especially, you can't phrase, you can't shape a phrase by like with your finger pressure like you do on the piano. Yeah. It's all about timing and space between the notes. And so you you have to think more like a singer on the organ because you have to think about breaths. And mm. um, so breaths in front of a, an important phrase, like a little lift and then come back in. And then anytime there's like an important note, the first beat of a measure, if you want to emphasize that, even if it's in a slur, you still give it a little space. So it feels like very definitively mm. the first note in a measure. And um, playing the organ, I think has revolutionized how I play the piano too. That is cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I don't know what the topic of this episode was, but we need to keep on this little, this Baroque music rabbit trail. Yes. For the next couple episodes we were recording. Absolutely. Well, thank this, you for joining us on yeah, this. Thank you for joining us on this episode that was intended to talk about why America's Got Talent is not the best platform to find people who are truly mastered their art form. Yes. Um, but it ended up being about organs and Baroque music, and so we're going to record another episode about that too. So. Exactly. So thanks for joining us on this rabbit trail that was thanks this for episode. Us on this rabbit trail. We hope you learned why Something. music sounds the way it does today because of Bach. Yes. Well, well there we go. Toodles. Toodles.